Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everyone, this is John Alba from the Extreme Life of Mad Hardy. Now, every single week on the podcast, you get to hear me and my buddy Mad Hardy talk all about the great wrestling stories from his career. And if you notice at the beginning of the podcast, we like to talk about the current happenings in the wrestling world. Well, that's not the only time all week long I get to do that. In fact, I've got a website I want to tell you all about. That is WrestlingAccordingToAlba.com. This is your chance to interact with me one-on-one every single week, multiple times, whether it's Ask Alba Q&As, tape studies where we break down famous wrestling matches, move for move, preview and review shows of WWE and AW pay-per-views, and much, much more. If you like my takes on wrestling, or even if you don't, and you just want to talk about them in person with me one-on-one, this is your opportunity to do so and join a great community of wrestling fans. Go to WrestlingAccordingToAlba.com now and join for as low as $4.99 a month. That's $4.99 a month cheaper than your cup of coffee at Starbucks. And join me for some great wrestling conversation about all the fantastic matches that we are seeing week in and week out with some of the best talent in the world. That's WrestlingAccordingToAlba.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults, a spring break from house payments. SaveWithConrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but check this out. No house payments for two months at SaveWithConrad.com. Words are about to be spoken here on the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, presented to you by the Ad-Free Shows Network and Podcast Heat. I, of course, am John Alba, joined as I am every single week by the broken one, the woken one, the spoken one himself, Mr. Matt Hardy, joining us from the heartland today. How are you, my friend? Doing great, my man. Doing great. And I'm super excited about this show. This is, this is maybe my the most excited I've ever been about an Extreme Life of Matt Hardy podcast, because today I have a very special guest. We're not only interviewing him, I want him to come in and do the current news, everything else. I mean, I can't spend enough time with this guy. I want to introduce to each and every one of you 
you know, we didn't get along at first, but we've became besties. You know, my best friend and my current stablemate, my current boss, he's the best human being I know on the face of planet Earth. Wow. All ego, Ethan Page. Come on in here, my man. All right. All right. How are you, buddy? You're getting a bonus for that intro. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the best human being on the face of the planet, man. I mean, I'm sure you've gotten that before, right? Yeah, from my kids, not my employees, but I, this is pretty good. Yeah. I I'm like very excited, man. I just want to get in here. I just wanted you to experience all of this. Yeah. Thanks for sharing so much of your life with me now. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Same. Same. Are, much in common. I agree. Are the Is, is the house hardy calling him T.O. at this point, Matt? uh yeah yeah they are we've trained them that yeah you didn't tell me that yeah they're calling me teal you're a you know you're a brother and you're an uncle so you're in How about oh, I'm, I'm already sweating this is just <laughs> yeah all, all the boys all the baby hardy boys said to tell teal hello when i'll go to work oh my god <laughs> that is amazing wow so oh. quickly what a turnaround this is a story for the ages we love great stories oh, it. it feels pretty good it feels yeah. better than i felt when i was being a dick to you i'm not gonna lie yeah man this is i mean we're gonna live happily ever after <laughs> <laughs> well we're gonna talk about uh your whole story together here on the extreme life of matt hardy all ego ethan page joining us here uh this this is really cool for me uh, i first interacted with ego God, what, seven years ago in some bingo hall in Orno, Maine. And to see on the main stage doing it up with Matt Hardy is pretty damn cool, man. How you doing? How have things been over on the AEW realm for you? Great. I mean, that was a long seven years, but I'm happy where it ended up. <laughs> I'd say so. A few things have happened in between then. Uh, Ethan, what Matt and I love to do at the beginning of this podcast, we kind of catch up on the current events of what's going down in the wrestling world. And I sure. think we would love to invite you in on that conversation. I guess we can start with what's going down in AEW. Uh, big, big dynamite coming up tonight. By the time this drops on the main feed, everyone will have seen how it played out. But for you guys in particular, Stokely Hathaway, toe-to-toe -to -toe mm -hmm. with Hook. I saw the training videos. How would all that go down? Yeah, I mean, that was a, a very small clip. We've been doing that with him for weeks you know, every single day. And and I, I feel like he's in a good position to defend himself tonight. I do too. I mean, do you see that dragon sleeper he put on that guy? In oh my God. Yeah. I thought he was going to kill him. I mean, he took, he, he has several different versions of the sleeper. He can, he can put you to sleep in several different ways. Yep. And you know what? I, I really saw a light go off in his mind. Whenever we were training him on that day, it, we, we used some of the footage for the video we did, Yes, but, but the, the very last thing we did, I was teaching him how to counter Hooks red rum. Yeah. And I actually caught him in it and, and and I ended up choking him out. I mean, he had it cut from the video, obviously, because it was a little embarrassing, I guess. But but when he woke up and, and the way his eyes shone at me, you could tell that he got it. He got it. And, and he, he felt that pain and, and he never wants to feel that pain again. So yeah. I think that one little moment is going to motivate him to do what he needs to do to take care of him. So you think you beat his ass so bad that you convinced him to fight for his life? Yes. Him? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I was kind of questioning why you put him to sleep while we were training him. But I mean, it kind of makes sense now. It's, it's tough love. I mean, it's, you know, I had it done to me when I broke into the business. I got my ass whipped all the time and it motivated me not to get my ass whipped anymore. So I, I hope he, he really is motivated by that. I think, it, I think it worked. I hope I, so. He, I'll say this. He earned that good ass cookie. Oh my God. Yeah, he really did. He did. He, he busted his ass. He, yeah. he earned those chips. He earned that cookie. Yep. And we're going to take him out. You know, Isaiah's got a huge after party plan tonight. Massive. Massive. Oh, massive. And all the cookies, uh, 
all the chips, whatever he wants. Yeah. And it's, it's all I mean. The Hennessy, I, I'm flipping he, said, the bill. he said lots of Hennessy. That was a big yep. request from Stoke. Yeah. I know he's a big soul food guy. Are you like flying in Sylvia's for the celebration or? I, I'm going to get him whatever he wants, whatever he wants. I, I've got, I've got a, a personal chef here that I just hooked up with last night that I'm going to bring him out. Whatever he wants, he's going to pull. I love big money, Matt. Yeah. Oh, big money, Matt. It yeah. comes through clutch, man. The Italian stallion rubbed off in the right ways. <laughs> <laughs> when it goes to that, I did find it peculiar. And Ethan, I think you pointed out in the video, you were preparing him for this match with Hook and all the suplexes, but you just you kept body slamming him over and over again. That was a bit yeah. odd, man. I thought that was bizarre, but I mean, what Matt just said kind of blanket covers everything. Like, it's tough yeah. love. Like, he's just trying to callous him. And yeah. this is a guy who hasn't been bumping in a ring regularly. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if, if, if I was to just go right off the bat, oh, what should we do to callous someone's back? It would be body slams. So, yeah, I mean, Should, it was instinctual. Yeah, you know, and, and he really is. I mean, he's toughened up throughout the course of our training sessions. He's really toughened up quite a bit, and his cardio's up. And he's gonna be he's gonna be ready for tonight. We're excited. Well, that's gonna be a big match on this dynamite. As is Kenny Omega versus El Hijo del Vikingo. This thing has blown up all over the internet. Matt, you and I were texting a whole bunch about this. This was announced on Twitter last week. They had a little vignette for. Vikingo on Rampage as well to get ready for this match. I think from an in-ring perspective, Tony was right calling it a dream match. It could be one of the best matches we see all year on television. But it did stir some chatter among the fan base as to proper promotion for a match and where's the story. And I'd love to hear your guys' input on that. Uh, Matt, I'll start with you. I'd love to hear what your take is on how you go about introducing someone that the audience may not be familiar with. Uh, I, I get why TK did it. I mean, I think TK is playing to the the hardcore AW base, and it probably made those guys go crazy when they heard this match announced. They're so excited, but I, I still do believe there's a number of AW uh, fans and supporters who are more casual watchers who, who probably haven't heard of who he is. I, I would have loved to have seen a vignette on him. I would have made, maybe loved to seen him in action in, in a match before, and then built to the Kenny match. That that would have been ideal or optimal, you know, but we don't live in, a, in, in an optimal world either. You know, TK was ready to get that match on. It could be the only date that, that Vikingo had, so so we made it happen. It's happening tonight. Him versus Kenny Omega is going to be a breathtaking match that is going to be just absolutely insane, I have no doubt. Ethan, are you at all familiar with Vikingo's work and what he brings to the table for AEW? Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, we would travel to Mexico when I worked for Impact Wrestling, and he was someone that blew my mind and caught my eye instantly. So personally, as a fan, when the match was announced, I was very excited. Um, I guess to touch on the fan comments, I don't know, why do people care so much how other people make their money? Like, it's <clears> just so bizarre to me that people care so much about other people's decisions. At the end of the day, my boss wanted to put this match on television. <laughs> if you want to watch it, watch it. If you don't, it's all right. Uh, I liken it to like uh, mixed martial arts. I mean, there's fighters that have never fought on television before that have crazy records on, you know, lower level fights and they earn their way to the big stage and not everyone knows who they are. But at the end of the day, if they blow people's minds with their performance and their fight and their skills, they become a national star overnight. So I mean, just watch the match and see what happens. I assume he's going to make a great impression. Yeah, that was kind of my take where I was like, sure, could you have maybe introduced a vignette on Dynamite, the most watched program? Sure. But also, like, it has literally no impact on me as somebody who does not get a paycheck 
from AEW. Like this does not my it doesn't impact my bottom line or any of the other fans that are watching this program. So uh, the people who are in charge, they have the discretion to do things as they please when it comes to that. And it just always baffles me how fans wage these like weird wars on behalf of companies like i am this warrior for wwe i'm this warrior for aw it just i I don't know matt is it just that whole tribalism thing i mean it's a really intriguing concept that so many fans that consider themselves diehard fans and you know this is no disrespect to them but they are so caught up and captivated by the inner workings of the business and why things are happening. And, you know, they feel like they could book better than the, the booker who actually runs the show. And, you know, it, it's just, it, it's so crazy now. Wrestling fans feel so entitled, especially the the more diehard smart fans that are online. They feel entitled. Like, no, my opinion counts. You're wrong and I'm right. You know, and, and, and that's very strange, but it is what it is. That's the world that we live in today. So we just have to learn how to deal with it. But at the end of the day, Tony Khan is the guy flipping the bills. He makes the decisions. He's paying everybody. So it is his decision to make. And if he makes it, I support him 100%. Also, I'm going to bury myself real quick to kind of help with this argument. I have been on AEW television steady, I would say, regularly for about two years straight. I still get people tweeting at me. Who? Who? So I don't care how many vignettes you do of this guy before he has his match. There's still going to be people that are like, who the F is this? Why is he on the show? Because they just want to be those people and make those comments. So, I mean, you'll never please everybody. No. I guess it just doesn't impact me in my personal life in any way how many views AEW Dynamite does on a given Wednesday. So I, I, I encourage people to potentially step outside that box just a little bit. But one thing that AEW did do this past week that uh, really got quite a great reception, not just from the fan base, but it seemed like from the workers too. And Ethan, I'd love to ask you about it. The house show that it did in that oh, fantastic yeah. venue, I, I, it seemed like it was a pretty special event for the locker room. What was it like? It was one of my favorite days at work in the last two years of being wow. a company. It was just, it was just pro wrestling. That's all it was. Yeah, uh, there was absolutely nothing other than performing for the people that were there, and the people that came to the venue treated us, the the whole show, as if they were so grateful that we showed up to their town. It was the, it was the way they treated us. I felt like uh, the biggest star in professional wrestling. It, it was incredible. It was a day I'll never forget, and I hope they do them more often. House shows are the best, man. And, and I think we have such a young roster as it is anyway to allow talent to go in there without the pressure of television, without uh, really tight time constraints, and go out there and just learn how to how to, how to to make their craft better is so beneficial to everyone. So, yes, I hope they continue doing house shows as well. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like it got a great reaction. And I actually, just as we start taping this, got another email from AWPR that says there's going to be uh, more live events coming. So you'll be getting a whole new circuit. Yeah, I, I literally Bye. just made it five seconds ago. So more live That's events okay. coming from AEW. So be on the lookout. Matt Hardy, get ready, buddy. You're hitting the road again. Are you guys going to travel like uh, back in the Freebird days? You, Jeff? Of course. Freebird? Hell yeah. Yeah, of course. We're, we're, we ride together. We break bread together. Hell, we heal a room together. But now, like, just if, if you and Isaiah, if you could take turns alternating on a cot just to give the old guy, you know, a bed in the room. Anyway, yeah, that's we have fine. a double. Isaiah, Thank you. Isaiah could take a shot. That's You're right. Isaiah, Isaiah is young. Yeah. Isaiah is very young. He's got a better back than me. You're right. 
There we go. Yeah, I've got an idea. You should take them over to a rest stop someday and just yeah. see. Yes, you should. Yeah. Yeah. Put them to the rest stop test. I'm sure Ethan's heard that story. And, and you know, it doesn't matter if he hasn't. It's fine. You'll figure it out as things go along. <laughs> oh, great. So uh, I will tell you this. When Michael said we were going to ride together, he said, we have to be bonded. We're going to be like the new birds. He said, he said we, we hill a room. We'll stay in the same room together. He said, although you and Jeff, you can alternate who sleeps on the cot and who sleeps in the other bed. I always get a bed, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so then then one time, uh, he he wouldn't allow us. We The first time we drove with him, we stopped at a Cracker Barrel. And at this Cracker Barrel, we order our food, and he's like, where's the fucking alcohol? Where's the alcohol? And I said, well, that's Cracker Barrel doesn't have alcohol. They don't have beer or alcohol, whatever. He says, well, that's it. I'm putting my foot down. No more stopping in a place that doesn't have a bar, you sons of bitches. Oh, my gosh. So we went to uh, a place, a Friday's or something, and, and Michael had a, a very significant regular routine. He always did every time. He would order his food. He would drink, and he would keep his stomach empty, so he'd fill the bus as much as possible. He'd get as altered as he could, and then <laughs> he would get, then he would get the the food to go. Yeah, and then we get in the car and drive to the next town. So there was one point where we were driving to this next town, and he had done the same routine, and we went to a bathroom. Jeff had to go pee, and Mike said, oh, "Watch this, watch this, watch this." And Jeff like ran, and he's in the stall like peeing, and Michael went to the stall beside me. He said, "Watch this," and he pulled down his pants and held his cuff real hard, and like just squeezed it, and his head got huge and then he said and let it go and then like peed over the stall into there just like ah! <laughs> that's one of my famous michael hayes stories oh my god <laughs> <laughs> well it didn't say it was going to be you like it could be zay that ends up with it you know like isaiah's the jeff he does this one time oh that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh we have fun here on the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy every single week. Available at extremehardy.com and adfreeshows.com. Um, your history, by the way, makes so much more sense now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, <laughs> the kids until this pro wrestling business fucked us all up. Just wait till you hear the stories about single Matt Hardy. That's a whole other <laughs> chapter in the book. But, uh, Matt, I know you did want to, you and I were kind of talking off camera real quick about some of the stuff going on on this build to WrestleMania the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Cody, Roman Reigns, Usos, the bloodline, all that good stuff going on. Right. Some pretty big stuff happened on TV this past week. Anything you wanted to add on that front? I, I got to watch back this morning while I was doing cardio, uh, the Cody and Roman promo, which I liked a whole lot. And I, I loved the fact that Roman, in a roundabout way, mentioned AW, talked about Cody leaving WWE, starting the company, going there. And, and the story was was great. And I thought Cody's uh, mental gymnastics towards him, trying to play mind games with him, was was done really well also. And, and I think there's been great hype for this match. And once again, I know when we talked about the different outcomes that could have happened, you know, uh, a couple months ago, and, you know, we ended up saying we think Cody, Roman, and Mania, and then the Usos versus Kevin, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, it, those things are going to happen, and we were dead on, and, and I think it's being done so, so well. I agree. I thought the segment with Cody – and Roman Reigns, where Cody basically uh, turned Roman's gaslighting on himself. And, yes. And pretty much, in my opinion, laid out how the fall of the bloodline is going to unfold in the next year. So I thought that was kind of cool. And Cody's in a big match. You know, Ethan, I know you're, you're a big Cody guy and your history is well documented together. Uh, seeing him in a WrestleMania main event. I mean, again, the business supports the business, right? Like the fans may have these wars between companies, but these are all your peers ultimately at the end of the day. And uh, I'd have to imagine for you seeing Cody living his best life, it's got to be a pretty cool thing. 
Of course. I mean, I also admire someone that is willing to say out loud, I'm going to do something and then they actually do it. Yeah. Uh, so to me, like that's the, the ultimate and he's, he's killing it. Yeah. He absolutely is the build to WrestleMania going on. I'm actually heading out to LA next Wednesday. So Matt and I will be laying down a very special edition of the extreme life of Matt Hardy next week, folks celebrating since it's WrestleMania week, TLC two. I cannot wait. Uh, Maybe the biggest match of your career, all things considered, Matt Hardy. So we're going to take a big deep dive on that next week. All right, Tom Foolery out of the way. Every single week here, we have a tradition. <laughs> Matt Hardy, please hit us with your Matt Fact. Matt Fact, Matt judges people who stand still on people movers. Oh. I am good. You're talking airport people movers here, right? Of course. Okay. It was reiterated because yesterday I was doing that to make a connection. And uh, as I was walking through, there was just people standing there and, and just like looking on their phone, doing this, you know, like whatever with their bags on the way. And I, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, it's just like <clears throat> if you're on a if you want to walk on a people mover, that's not really the purpose is to help expedite the process and people in an airport are yep. going and moving, whatever. So just like, don't take it. Just like stand off to the side. If you have time to kill and you want to read your phone, do this, whatever, like don't get in the space where, you know, people are actively trying to move to maybe make a connection or whatever. And there's usually two lanes. Yeah. Walk and stand. Yeah. Just look at the floor. <clears throat> And, and, and a lot of times people will also like block the other side. Yes, like to talk to their person that they're standing next to. <laughs> oh, yeah, that drives me nuts. Single Matt Hardy would have been walking, but Dad, I'm Matt Hardy's got to take that people mover. to got to get home just a little bit quicker. So <laughs> Now, Ethan, rumor has it, you yeah. have an Ethan fact of your own. So, my friend, please hit us with All your right, Ethan fact. This is my Ethan fact. When I was a kid, I used to take a block of cheese, cut off the ends, and dip it in ketchup. It <laughs> <laughs> was a delicious treat. Cheese and ketchup. Yeah, I, like I, li I like the I like how specific it was. It was no mustard. <laughs> oh, get that out of here. We got no time for any of that. <laughs> the extreme life of Matt Hardy, man. Uh, did you have uh, Matt? You grew up in the Boondocks. Did you ever have any like weird food? Uh, you know, uh, my, my dad cooked for us when we were young, so it was all pretty nasty shit. So I, I would say all of it was pretty rough. I think that's why I have a stomach of iron now. What, what What's your, like, dad go-to, like, because, you know, you got to step up every once in a while and make <laughs> yeah. a meal or two. Yeah. Mine, I'm always, I'm a breakfast guy, so it's pancakes. Okay. And, you know, my, oh, yeah. my daughter now is like, dad, make pancakes. <laughs> so I'm a superhero, and it's the easiest thing to make. Or a grilled cheese sandwich. Those are my sure. go-to's. My my uh, my biggest go to, which they do like right now, which Barty, my uh, third my my third son, youngest, he uh, he calls it cheeseburger tuna. It's just like the regular one. It's like honey barbecue tuna or whatever. Okay. It, it tastes good, but on the front it has a picture in like buns, so he calls it cheeseburger tuna. He's just gonna oh, have cheeseburger tuna. Okay. So often my my go to if I'm cooking them a good meal is usually like I'll make rice, which is very simple. Uh, get rice together and then put rice with a little tuna on top. That's like my go-to if I'm like okay. making food for them. All right. Although Wolfie, Wolfgang, he loves pancakes. And there's been times now recently where he said, Dad, can I have pancakes? I said, sure. And I'll pull up one pack that has like three in it. He says, no, I want six. I want six. And he'll sit there and eat all six, man. He's a maniac. Oh, I, it's like, I, dude, I you got to have some protein. You got to have some protein. 
Well, they just got to ask T.O. Ethan to make them some pancakes now. No yeah, problem. Yeah. Anytime they want. <laughs> let's let's kind of dig into the weeds here, man. I'm glad you're joining us on the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. And I, I'm truthfully glad you guys have gotten to know each other very well. Because, uh, Matt, when you kind of first gave me the idea, you're like, yeah, I think we're going to start you know, working with Ethan Page here in the firm. I was like, man, what a great pairing that that's going to be because I've always felt like you two have very similar pro wrestling minds and acumen for the industry. Uh, what was your initial impression, Ethan, on learning that you were going to get a chance to tag along with Matt Hardy here? What, what answer do you want? <laughs> the truth? I, 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 want, I want your honesty. Uh, I mean, there was obviously some nerves because in what world would the champion of my figure wrestling promotion end up being <laughs> under the thumb of a 32 year old jackass from Canada. So it was like, uh, yeah, I had to pull my pants up a bit <laughs> and, and prepare to work with like one of my favorites, which I mean, turned out great. Man, Matt, hearing that he was the champion of, you were the champion of his figure league. Actually, uh, he almost, he almost got me in a lot of trouble because when he won the title, it was through a flaming table and, and the flaming table caught the carpet and my mother was not very happy with uh, burnt carpet in my bedroom because the smell stuck around for a bit. Oh, so you literally lit your action figure table on fire? Yeah, with hairspray and a lighter. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's a big finish. <laughs> it's funny. I have a fire story as well talking about backyard festivities and, and being a wrestling fan growing up. Uh, so we, the initial trampoline that we begged our dad for, we built a little ring around. It was like in our backyard and we started putting up these walls around it, which was like this, these long, like tarp things that we would cover tobacco with whenever we take it to market. And we okay. would, my brother would spray paint on it and we had like an arena whenever we would save up and rent a video, a VHS camcorder for 25 bucks and we'd record a you whole show. You would rent it? Yeah. Oh my for the gosh. Weekend. That's so cool. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, as, as teenagers. So then uh, one of my friends was digging a hole to put up the arena around one time because we'd have to take it down every time. And he cut our uh, power line off. And my dad was furious over that, obviously. And then we had to change it. So we ended up moving it out in the woods and we cleared out this big space. I went out with, you know, an axe and I cut down all these trees, whatever. And then we had, we're going to put the arena. It was going to be in permanently. So I said, man, we just got to get rid of like these stumps and all this tree and all this rubbish, whatever. So we were going to burn it. And we did this while my dad was away at work, me and Jeff, <clears throat> and uh, we caught our woods on fire. And uh, it got out of hand. We called the fire department. My dad's coming home. There's fire trucks out there going crazy. They have to dig a whole ditch around the area. Oh my so uh, we got we got pretty big heat over that over that deal. So uh, yeah, it was that was my story building our TWF arena out away from my house in the woods. The worst thing ever happened with backyarding with me was we had the cops called, but it's just because it looked like a bunch of delinquents were fighting <laughs> thumbtacks and mattresses and people jumping off of like little structures at the park. Never fire though. Yeah, we uh, we had a had a had a tough one there. Jeff and I, we both had shorts on. It was during the summer too, and it was dry. We were just dumb kids trying to like you know build our wrestling arena. And I'll never forget how we were like breaking down like small pine trees, and we were trying to bat the. We were beside the fireman who had all the gear on and hoses, and we're like trying to put out the fire through <laughs> ourselves. It was so absurd, and we both had like we were all red and like burnt from just being right exposed to the fires. So it was psychopath. Yeah. And then the final deletion rolls around, and you get lit on fire for real. Yes, scorched. Yeah, yeah. So, that was a big ass fire. Yeah, I've been, that 
came pretty full circle there for you there, Matt Hardy. Uh, but I'd love to know, Ethan, when did you first become familiar with the Hardy Boys? It's well documented. You were obviously a big wrestling fan growing up. You were big on the WWF. The Rock is one of your guys. So when did the Hardys come into the equation? I mean, the whole Attitude Era. And then I owned a VHS tape. I can't remember the name of it. Tables, Ladders, and Chairs? No, 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 no. It was. Uh, it went through a couple storylines that happened over a certain period of time. And the whole storyline of the money hanging ladder match, Mm. all it was like documented. I was like maybe 15, 20 minute segment Mm. of this VHS. And I think there was like a storyline with uh, The Rock and somebody, and maybe like two or three other ones. And it showed either the full match or clips of the matches. But I would rewatch the four VHSs that I had. It was like Know Your Role, that one. I think I maybe had like the Stone Cold one, maybe a DX one. And I would just watch those four tapes over and over. So, I mean, that ladder match, I, I've probably seen a, a hundred times. That, of course, being the tag team ladder match that kicked off the extreme life of Matt Hardy back on episode yeah. one available uh, in the archives. Matt, is that still something that is kind of strange for you to hear when people that you're actively working with are like, yeah, I was preteen watching the tag team ladder match and seeing you do your thing. Yeah, I mean, it is, it, it's, it, it, it is and it isn't. Um, because I try and think currently in the present, and you know, like you're working, you're a group of peers and colleagues, it's constantly changing, evolving. So I, I do dig that, but I've just been around for a long time. Like Jeff and I, we're still lucky that we are physically able to do this, you know, at this stage of the game, 31 years deep. So I think it's cool. And more than anything else, it's just very flattering and humbling. There are so many people that watched us and were inspired by it or dug us or, you know, there were a lot of people I feel like that saw myself and Jeff and they're like, well, they're smaller guys and and they're able to make it and they're able to like attain this level of success. Like I can do it too. I think there was a, that exists to inspire thing was very true to us too. Like that expression that we had and it, it still really is very, very real. And, and I, I think it's cool that part of our history is that we seem like, normal guys. People would say this too, because of the way we dressed and the way we did, they said like, if, if we knew Matt and Jeff Hardy, it seems like we'd be friends. Cause they're like cool, regular guys, you know, kind of down to earth. And, and I feel like we kind of gave off, off that vibe. So the fact that we were able to inspire, you know, like a generation was, was really, really cool. And it, it just reminds me of like some of the same things I would tell Shawn Michaels because Shawn Michaels was a, a, a big guy for myself and Jeff, obviously for that tag team ladder match, you know, him and, Razor, their ladder matches, why myself and Jeff started doing ladder matches on independent shows in front of 20 people and how they're taking bumps like psychopaths, you know? So I, I, I feel similar to that. And I just feel very blessed to be still able to do what I do right now. And I'm having a great time whenever myself and Ethan and Isaiah go out there and have these six man tags. I mean, the synergy that you see between us is very, very real. And, and it is some of the most fun I've had in a long, long time. And, and everybody's vibing, man. And I'm really enjoying the hell out of what we're doing right now. Can I give you my perspective of me remembering that match? Please. So I I was texting you this the other day. Well, all the guys. There is a difference, okay, between most of our roster walking out the curtain and Matt Hardy walking out the curtain. And there's, (laughs) there's just an impact that guys of that generation had on the general public and wrestling fans in general. We just don't have that level of impact uh, right now. And that's not knocking anyone that's in wrestling now. I think there's lots of very talented people. It was just a different time. And I feel, because I get to be out there with Matt, the difference. 
It's like a different crowd just shows up when Matt Hardy comes out. It's all there, the same people sitting in those seats. Mm-hmm. But the noise they make is way different. Though You can literally feel them get excited and not be able to control themselves because of the effect that Matt had on them so many years ago. And it's it's lasted the test of time. I was one of those people. I just ended up in the wrestling business. If I didn't, I'd be one of the people in the stands making lots of noise too. So I'm just a part of that generation that was affected for life. And it's ultimately changed my goals in wrestling. Like obviously I want to win championships and I, I want to leave a lasting impression, but I want to affect the fans so much that I have a long enough career because I've left such an impact. And uh, yeah, it's just that, that is why this man is completely different than anybody else going today. He just has that lasting impression. Thank you. That was very, very kind. Thank you. For no those no problem. Um, and, and, I, and I just, you know, it, once again, there's still so much I can contribute, you know, even working with these guys. And I've said this before, like private party, Isaiah specifically right now, I mean, they're going to be a part of my legacy. It's important for me to try and make those guys be as important as possible and to emotionally connect with as many people as possible. I mean, same thing goes for Ethan right now. And and I really enjoy this role here. And sometimes, as we were talking about earlier, the, the fans online, you know, with their entitled opinions. No, this is how I would do it. This is what I want to see. You know, like get Matt Hardy out of here. Get this old fucker out of here who can't do a 450 anymore, who can't do a springboard moonsault anymore or what, whatever it would be. They'd say like there's still obviously big contributions I can make to help give back to the business. And, and they're they're not looking at the big picture in, in, in the big scheme of things. So it, it, it's great. These AEW crowds are, are very fun, especially Winnipeg last week was great. It was a oh, huge house. And just the, the turnout there. And I was, once again, very blessed. I was on TV when five, six, seven million people were watching wrestling every yeah. week. It was a big time. I remember going to Myrtle Beach, which was where we would go during graduation and whatnot. And I remember going to Myrtle Beach and our shirts were in every store. The Hardys. I mean, that, that was, I mean, I, I get chills even saying that again. It was just, that was a huge deal to me. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Like, this is crazy how successful we have become when, yeah. when this happens. That's like when wrestling was so... You know, during the height of the Attitude Era and the Money Net Wars, it was bigger than ever, you know, and that that's, it was just so impactful to see that, like, holy shit, like, we have half-ass made it, you know. So that it, I'm very blessed to have had a lot of great TV time in the past, and and a lot of those fans, they've really stuck with me throughout the course of the three decades I've been around, and, and I hope they stick with me for another decade. I mean, you crack through pop culture. Like, that's like you, the Hardys will be a part of history forever, but with or without wrestling. It's just like this. Like, my wife brings it up all the time. She came from Colombia. They didn't speak English, right. and they like they watched professional wrestling, and they're like, "Oh, I remember the Hardy Boys. Yeah. It, was the, it was the crazy right. brothers that would jump off the top rope yeah. all the time." Right, right. That's like the, It's a, it's just that we don't have that kind of impact right now. I really wish we did to kind of like bleed into pop culture and yeah, yeah. It's a, it was just a different time. What was it about the Hardys that really grabbed you back in the day? Oh, I mean the risk taking. Most of the wrestlers were giants, most lumbering giants. Yeah. And these guys were energetic, entertaining, charismatic, but most of all, just crazy. And they were having matches that if I was a wrestler at the age of 13 or whatever I was, I would be like, these are the matches that I want to be having. Like, these guys are wild. Yeah. And that's kind of that lasting impact that the Hardys have resonated with over the past two decades. But I don't know. I, I, and I'm going to ask you this, and I, I'm sure Matt would probably agree with me, but 
you strike me as a V1 guy. I feel like back in the day, Ethan Page would have been all about V1. Oh, what do you mean? I, once you are a fan of somebody, you're going to follow them along through their process. And Matt's a guy that, I mean, there's a couple guys that I've tried to mold my career after as far as like people reinventing themselves and kind of showing you like, hey, you don't have to do the same song and dance every week for the next five years. You can start a story, end a story, and then kind of jump into this next chapter or next level. And I've tried to do that throughout my career too, to kind of have like different periods to draw fans in and be like, oh, I remember when he was doing this for this period to this period. And I hope that people talk about what we're doing right now as a good <clears throat> chapter in my career. And yeah. On top of that, Matt, like he had the whole Karate Man stuff too, which got there's yeah. probably some Matt Hardy inspiration there, is there not? Yeah, no, yes. I, I I dug that. I need to go back and, and watch that in its entirety too. I don't know if you do. The the <laughs> but the story, the story. I, I'm the guy who did Broken Matt Hardy. I want to watch it. Um, <laughs> uh, you know the story you were talking about. You put that together and you filmed it just because it was during the pandemic and so crazy. Like I mean, yeah. once again, that just shows. I mean, I I appreciate your you have a very high level of creativity and that's something i greatly appreciate you know obviously thank you i try to be a creative person myself and, and just the fact that you did that and you're like okay well i'm kind of sitting at home i'm doing this let me put this together and i can kind of make some magic and, yeah. and that's making the most out of whatever scenario you get and i know we've said this this is kind of like been a motto for us with yeah. what we're doing like we'll take whatever opportunity we are given and of we'll course. make the most of it yeah you know, that's what we've done yeah. Hey guys, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Need to call a timeout real quick here. I wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my world listeners for a while now. It's about all the incredible things happening over on adfreeshows.com. A brand new series has arrived on Adfree Shows. Top of the card unpacks everything you need to know in the wrestling trading card space. And we're starting with the granddaddy of them all, the 1982 Wrestling All-Stars Series A set. Now, this set was not exclusive to any one territory at the time, as we were still right at the tail end of the territory era of professional wrestling. So it was a basically a who's who in professional wrestling, with card number one being Andre the Giant. Others included in the set include Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Ted DiBiase, and others. 20 years ago, Eric took on Stone Cold in the main event on Raw, but the real main event was the confrontation that happened backstage before the show. Now, the next week, I'm sitting in this chair, and that same guy, I don't think I had said a word to him that day. I don't think I had seen Rick up until the point he came through that door, and he's, you know, getting me, just telling me to get up, get out of the chair. He's so pissed off, he's bleeding. I'm on the phone, and he's got blood <laughs> running down his chin because he bit his lip. He was so mad, he bit the inside of his mouth. He's got blood on a backstage confrontation. I hadn't even gotten out of the chair yet. <laughs> Ad-Free Shows members got to sit shotgun alongside Kevin Nash and click this co-host, Sean Oliver, as they watch back some of the worst matches in history. None more so than the Yeti. Randy the, now. The mummy is not Frankenstein. You don't walk with your arms straight out. With like the that. arms out, right? And, they, and yeah. you know, a Yeti is also not a mummy, but... I don't know. Was it Jim Hurd? Who was here? Well, well, whose brainchild was this? Who gives a fuck? Hey, that's just a small taste of what Ad-Free Shows has waiting for you, including a brand new perk, getting to join in on the live recordings of the shows with four levels to choose from. See for yourself why Ad-Free Shows is the 
best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. That's right. Sign up today at adfreeshows.com. Matt, we are officially in the spring, my friend. And I am ecstatic about that, as you know. I know you are because rumor has it, according to your wife, you guys live in the forest. We do live in the forest. <laughs> and with that hardy compound, there's a ton, a ton, a ton of landscaping to be done. And you got the best in the business out there, do you not, my friend? I do. We uh, we are gifted with Senior Benjamin. He, he does take great care of all those lawns. But we can always take better care of those lawns. And how can we do that, John? We can do that with our newest partners here at the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. I, of course, am talking about Sunday. Now, Matt, I, I got to admit, I felt a little bad watching some of the Broken Universe stuff because it, it seemed like Senor Benjamin was really putting the work in, uh, sometimes being bossed around by someone's broken brilliance, but it didn't seem like he had a whole lot of help there taking care of the lawn over at the Hardy Compound. Yeah. Um, since Sunday has been introduced into his life, it makes his uh, world and day a lot easier. I would imagine that it does because Sunday is everything that you need to get the dream long that you have long strived for. This spring, go to GetSunday.com slash Hardy and enter your address to get a customized plan created just for your lawn. Now, you kind of live in the sticks, so... It's not exactly easy for Senor Benjamin to just roll on down to a lawn care place or a hardware store to get the necessary tools and products for your lawn, mm -hmm. is it? No, not at all. And that's the uh, that's that's the beauty of this. Sunday, Sunday sends it right to us. And now Senior Benjamin, it saves him time from having to go anywhere to get it. He can get his job done with Sunday right here and there. Everything ships directly to your home. All you need is a hose to supply uh, your lawn with all of Sunday's benefits. You can fertilize your whole lawn in less time than it takes for you to watch an episode of the extreme life of Matt Hardy. And they only use ingredients that, you know, you're going to feel good about putting on your lawn. I know Matt Hardy with these sprawling fields you have on the Hardy compound, you only want the best stuff. And Sunday has been helping you get things green for the spring. It really has. And, and I got to tell you this Sunday has done such an amazing job. In my yard on the Hardy compound, I got to tell you a little secret. Brother Nero has started using Sunday as well. Yeah, I, I think with all the damage he did to his lawn with the fires and the motocross and everything, he needed some serious help. And he, too, has turned to Sunday to help get things right. No harsh chemicals, no long waiting periods of trying to keep your kids or your pets, if you have any of those, off your lawn. Simply apply, let it dry. And you are back to enjoying your yard. Sunday is easy. And not only is it easy, Matt, I know you love something that is affordable and a good discount, my friend. Yes, indeed. Someone and Sunday is giving you a 20% discount. 20% off through Sunday. Full season plans start at just $109. We're talking about some lawn care services costing $1,500 a year. Not Sunday. Full season plans starting at $109. And you can get 20% off when you visit GetSunday.com slash Hardy at checkout. That's 20% off your custom plan at GetSunday.com slash Hardy. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen. Matt, when you first started working with Ethan and yeah, maybe he was being a little, uh, with all due respect here, Ethan, a little dickish to you. <laughs> okay. I've had to rewatch the footage. I've tried to make amends. Mm-hmm. We're on a good path, okay. but I regret a lot. Okay. I mean, right. it takes, takes a man to admit that. I can appreciate that. Uh, but Matt, what were your initial impressions of working with Ethan? Uh, initially, once again, I was very, uh, very fond of his creativeness. I was also very fond of his work ethic. Uh, whenever he starts throwing around ideas, he's very much of a group participant where guys kind of throw ideas in the middle and they keep working on it to get the best idea that you can possibly have. And I feel like, you know, as I said before, synergy, the synergy between me, him and Isaiah has been really, really good. I mean, we're, we're really hitting a great stride right now, but you know, my initial thoughts to him is like, wow, he's, he's a guy who really gets it. And he understands how like, you know, this might not be the best thing on the show, this spot that you're going out to do right now, but Hey, let's make it as good as we possibly can make it. And, uh, and I respect that, you know, he has a, a strong worth that work ethic. He's very creative, very talented in what he does. And he just like, he knows his stuff. So I was, uh, immediately a, a fan of his work and, and him as a person as well. You make me all blushing here. <laughs> well, I, I guess I'll ask you then, Ethan, like how do you go about figuring that process out of working with somebody who you admired a lot growing up, but now you're in a position of leverage. And I don't just mean that in story here. Like this is Matt stepping into your world. Uh, the firm got a pretty damn big debut and, you know, they come into the equation here. What was that process like at the beginning for you and trying to figure out, okay, how do we put point A to point B? Uh, well, if this is going to ruin my career, the first thing I do is just eliminate my ego um, because there's too many people that kind of have to make everything work. So if I make it all about me, I mean, there's going to be people butting heads instantly. Um, the second thing is, I mean, he's a legend. Uh, it comes with like an enormous amount of experience. And if I want to make it any further in wrestling, I feel like the first thing would be is to open my ears. Uh, and then once we kind of started vibing together, I was like, oh, okay. Then I become more comfortable. I'll start sharing more ideas. But I, right off the hop, I'm nine times out of 10 going to be more respectful and kind of ears open, mouth shut kind of thing. Uh, and yeah, and everything. once everything started gelling well and it was so much easier to kind of express my ideas and stuff like that i was like oh that's the coolest so then and now we are where we are which is in a great place yeah and plus i think a, a bond that we shared we're both married to spanish women oh so, <laughs> so you know all about that yeah surviving yes surviving <laughs> no but like i i guess i asked this because listen anyone who pays attention to aw programming knows this when the beginning of this firm story happened, it seemed like it was going to be positioned in one direction. And then there were some changes that were made along the way and different pieces came into the equation. And and now here we are. So how do you guys roll with some of those punches on the fly? I mean, I'm sure there's stuff that the general public has no idea about. How do you guys put those pieces together? Well, 
I found myself in a scenario after, uh, you know, Jeff had his incident, you know, where I was just kind of like floating along. You know, obviously we had plans for throughout the summer into the fall to do Hardy Boy stuff. And then once that didn't happen, I was just kind of in limbo for a while. And then this opportunity, you know, came up to work with Ethan some. And, uh, you know, I, I said, OK, well, let's give it a shot. And, and once again, I go into the mentality uh, of like, like, let's make this as good as we possibly can make it. And and we have done so much on our own to really create input, you know, create ideas, uh, create content that we can do that really enhances, you know, the firm and our story of uh, the firm and, and the Hardy Party and us kind of like coming together and sinking, sinking together as one. And, and I love the fact that we were both open to going out and doing stuff on elevation or dark or whatever it, it could be. And, and we said like, we want an opportunity to do this together because we, we really think we have a special package here. And then it did become so good that it was, we kind of forced their hand to put us back on TV. And I, I think the, you know, the next few weeks are going to be some pretty, pretty amazing TV, I think. And, and, and I really like where we're at. And it's one of those things where I, I think this is going to really pop off in the big scheme of things. There's, there's a lot of people that are saying like low key, like this, has been going on for six months. It's one of the most entertaining stories and concepts on the show, whatever. And and I, I really think we're going to solidify that in the next few weeks. It, and and I get those tweets all the time. I, I see it, especially what I loved, Ethan, were the extended backstage segments that we were getting with you and Matt, especially on like dark and dark elevation that they would throw on social because sometimes there's equal value in getting those extended segments on social media where people can hit that retweet button or that quote tweet button and share it. How did you, Ethan, feel that you guys were able to capitalize that? And can you take us through some of those segments? Because that's where we saw the real uh, energy between you guys start to sync up for better or for worse. Um, well, I, I don't think that what the current iteration of the firm is, was the vision originally. Um, and I think there was an incident that changed things for that too, but I'm of the same thought process as Matt, that you got to make the most of whatever you're given and kind of the direction of everything started changing, which is where we started leaning more into heavily telling a story and maybe even a little bit of comedy or entertainment. <clears throat> And then when we started kind of getting our our hands on everything that was airing on the YouTube shows, they gave us like a big creative freedom and there was no time restraints. Yes. So we could let things breathe and kind of be more in the moment and less kind of uh, confined by a time or an editor. Yes. And uh, it, it came off a lot more natural. Also, we kind of got to know each other as performers and our cadence and our delivery. So... Like if you watch them in order now leading up to where we are now, like our timing is so like incredible. Our chemistry is 10 times better than it was when we first started. And I would say we're comfortable. Yeah. And again, I think that's why everything is kind of clicking and vibing. And like even just the training montage that we did, that was so collaborative. And you saw ideas from everyone on screen is what aired. So it was not just mm -hmm. one person kind of directing traffic. It was Isaiah. Oh, this would be funny. Stokely. Oh, this would be hilarious. Or Matt, I'm going to body slam this guy. <laughs> I'm just going with the flow. Like, all right, let's see how this works. And everything kind of just works together.
but Matt, I know because you and I would talk about it too. You really would get very excited about people getting to see some of these segments with Ethan, especially in the beginning where we're seeing conflict and yeah. like conflict is kind of the genesis of pro wrestling, right? Like that's why two guys fight each other in the end. Uh, and, I mean, conflict is everything. Right. And you guys had very passionate conflict in these segments. Uh, take me through some of those earlier ones where maybe Ethan Page wasn't so as embracing of Matt Hardy. And how do you think that helped get us to where we are now? Well, I think one of one of the, the best interactions that we had together was where I was so defiant over and over and I didn't like the way he was treating me and I was still being defiant. Which you, you had every right. And yeah, yeah you know, it, it is what it is. And then there was a point where he's like, maybe I can't take it out on you but I can take it out on your kids private party. And we went face to face and he kind of gave me an ultimatum. He said, from now on, if you screw up, it hurts them. It, it affects them. And that, that was done right after a match. We came back, we did that boom. And it was recorded. It was magical as it happened. And one of the cool things about having that on elevation is it ended up being a, a little over three minutes, the segment. So if that's on TV, you're going to get 30 seconds, 45 seconds. So people got to see this interaction of emotion and this build between these two characters like that are enemies at this time, which that was a very pivotal point, which changed my way of thinking and changed his way of thinking. And now we got to where we are now as being, you know, best friends. So so that that's those moments and being able to take advantage of not having the constraints of TV and 45 seconds, a small window, you know, being able to have three minutes, three minutes and change to let people see what both of our personalities, what both of our characters are experiencing and, and let them feel that so they can get emotionally invested. That That's the stuff I think that really worked for us. And that's what made it work. That was the, the bread and butter of this whole thing. And that, that was really the foundation of the story. I also, that's what I love about pro wrestling. It just sucks that over a hundred thousand people watch that clip of me being a giant douchebag. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it is what it is. You know, we, 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 we've grown, we've learned, and, uh, you know, we bought. And, and those, those, those make for the strongest bonds. So where did that realization come in there, Ethan, that maybe we're being a little too hard on Matt Hardy and Private Party? I mean, eventually I'm like, why am I being a dick to this guy? He's buying me new gear, buying me dress shirts, yeah, yeah. giving me great advice. Like, listen, this job is extremely frustrating. And it takes a toll on your mind mentally. Uh, it takes a toll on your body physically. Mm -hmm. And to have someone 30 plus years into wrestling that's had the career that he's had giving me advice on how to, you know, relax a little bit, <laughs> be patient. Uh, I started to trust him. And now I, I mean, I go to him for advice. I know the power dynamics a little different. I'm up here. Matt's maybe a little, but now yep. we're trying to even it out and uh, we're becoming yeah. a good team. You've been extraordinarily fair. Oh, thanks. It was his rapping skills that won you over, wasn't oh, it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's what it was. Yeah, I don't. For some reason, I don't think it won Stoke over, or as, or as Matt called him, Stankly. I um, <laughs> listen. Stoke is a, a bit abrasive of a, of a person, <laughs> but I would say he's warming up to the idea of trusting these guys. I mean, he trusted us all to train him. Like I said, yeah. like I, I scratched my head at one or two things, but at the end of the day, I would say he's ready, and he's ready because of Matt, Isaiah, and myself, not just me. Yep. 
Uh, I, I totally concur when it comes to that statement. And, and I got to say this too, even Stokely, it was really hard to get him to, to put his guard down and kind of get to know him, you know, and it's it, true. It, it's, it's one of those things, you know, Ethan and I, once we really allowed ourselves to be vulnerable around once one another, we, that's when we, we realized how much we have in common and how working together is better than working against one another. Yeah. And, and things worked out with Stokely. It's, it's, I don't quite have the same bond with him, you know, but, but once again, he's, he's, he's come around also. And, and now that he's training, he's doing this deal against hook. I mean, I, I think this is going to be, a very special moment tonight that is going to change the course of the firm and, and what we're currently doing. And I think everybody's going to end up being on the same page when we're all said and done. Yeah. I think people just got to understand if you use the transitive property through Matt Hardy, you've experienced all these great things. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin put over Matt Hardy this past week <laughs> saying how much he enjoyed working with the enhancement. They, that, that means in, in using the transitive property, Stone Cold Steve Austin loved working with Ethan Page back in the day okay so just think about how those things work out at the end of the day here and even what i love watching too is when you guys make these entrances you are marking out man walking out to that iconic hardy boys theme yeah this is a period oh it's the best i'm like this is a period of my career i'll never forget as like connecting myself as a fan and as a performer and we get a live mic like I genuinely look forward to every week, fingers crossed that we get to do something on elevation because I live for the live audience. Yeah. Like I, I live to interact with them. I live for the, the, the reactions and to kind of play with them and, and take them on this journey from start to finish. Like there was a period where we were coming out and I was getting booed out of the building the second that we cut the music off. And then we were finding a way to convince the crowd that I, listen, we don't have to convince them. Now they know I'm right. a good guy. But there was a point of time where they did not trust me. Now we had to get them to trust me. Now they're all on the same page. And then at the end of the match, I get to rip the rug from under them and remind them how much of a jerk I was. And just to kind of play with the crowd and get them to eat out of the palm of our hands is it's something that I live for. That, that That's the addiction yeah. of pro wrestling, too. Yeah. You know, which I... I had an interview yesterday, which I, I did through AW. They were they're doing a piece on the Funk family, Dory Funk and Terry Funk, and we're talking about the Funk Conservatory, everything else. And I was just saying, you know, those guys who are in the business a long time. We we're talking about Terry Funk, and, and the guy almost said, "Do you feel similar to Terry Funk and ECW? What what you're doing?" And I said, "In some ways, I do. You know, because my my job is to try and find guys that I think can carry this company on and be a pillar of the company for ten years from now, and like do what I can to, to help." benefit them or elevate them, whatever, give them some of my rub that I've been, you know, blessed with for all these years on television. And uh, I, I, I do feel like that in, in some ways, but the reason I want to keep doing this is because I live for that too. It yeah. is like an addiction. It's one of the healthiest addictions you can have in, in some ways, even the pro wrestling pro wrestlers are insane because we intentionally get up our bodies, but you know, to, to hear those oohs and those ahs and to have people chant for you and, and to see people cheer when you do your taunt or whatever it may yeah. be, you know, it's just, it, it, you, you can't describe it unless you feel it. And it really is something that is, is extremely addictive. And that's why I loved the house show. Yeah. I, like there, there was this is the simplest thing not to like pull the curtain back too much, but uh, there was a moment in one of my matches that I just hooked my finisher. I just had the guy out of nowhere, had the guy over my head and the whole place went nuts. And I was like, whoa, these guys watch the show. This is incredible. <laughs> it, was, it was such like a, 
an amazing feeling. Yeah. I'm going to chase that feeling forever now. So yeah, it, and that's my favorite part. And like to go back to our entrances, like I live to have a mic in my yeah. hand yeah. and to do it with someone who's just as comfortable and, and is always going to get a reaction. I mean, it's like uh, having the greatest security blanket, knowing that no matter what, when we go out there, these place is going to be going nuts. Well, Matt, we've reached that part of the podcast now where I need a little bit of an energy revitalization. And you know, my friend, that I am getting that with our pals at AG1s and Athletic Greens. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I had my pick-me-up first thing, my AG1s. You know, that's how I start my day every single day. It is my routine. It is my ritual, and it will never change. We're talking about one delicious scoop of AG1, and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery focus, aging, which that's why Matt Hardy looks so freaking good in uh, the ring. And I also heard recently, Matt Hardy, that even the hurricane Shane Helms in his advanced age is using AG1. Well, he is. You know, we're trying to trying to back up his age a little bit, you know, keep him around a little longer. So, yes, he is definitely taking his AG1s and he is digging them as well. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free, gluten free, or if you're a superhero, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, artificial anything, while still tasting good and supporting sleep quality and recovery. Dude, I don't know about you. It is so hard for me to adjust to this time change. And thankfully, AG1 is helping me do that. Yes, same here. Uh, and I've enjoyed this time change. Uh, and AG1 made it a very seamless transition for me. Tons of people are taking some kind of multivitamin. So wouldn't you want to pick one that has high-quality ingredients that your body is actually going to absorb? Well, AG1 is a small microhabit with big-time benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself and your health. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. And how many free travel packs for you, Matt Hardy? Five. Cinco. Five. Cinco. Five free travel packs with your first purchase all you gotta do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash hardy again that is athleticgreens.com forward slash hardy to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance i've always been a big fan too of your all-around game and and i even said that early on to matt too where i, I think you're a very um multi-dimensional player as a professional wrestler and, and when you were doing the work with dan lambert uh and, and scorpio like great stuff but i'm like man this this guy i i know he has it in him to be a great talker and to command a great presence so what i love about the firm package is that yeah you have a manager in stokely but stokely's not stealing mic time from anyone he's the perfect complement to the package and everything that you've got together what has that journey been like for you in finding yourself as a performer on this stage Oh, I mean, just with, with Stokely, like we worked together and befriended each other when we did the independence and I contracted with Evolve Wrestling. We were both there during that whole period. So we had a previous relationship that is now bleeding onto the TV show. So we already had good chemistry and we already vibed. Um, as far as kind of how I cater my performances, I'm of the thought that 
what I feel and what I think does not matter. It's literally the people that pay to come see me. So if my thought process going into what I'm about to do is, I hope I do good, I hope I like what I'm doing, then I'm not doing my job. I, I would say my job is I hope the people enjoy this. I hope they have a good time. And I hope that they talk about this and come when we come back. So everything that I do is thinking of the people that are sitting in the seats. What do you think about that, Matt, when you hear him say something like that? Uh, very good. And he, he's also very aware of whatever he's – whatever particular spot he's in as a character. He's very aware of what he should do and what he shouldn't do to elicit those reactions. So that, that's one thing that I, I highly compliment him on as well because there's a lot of people that don't get that. You know, even, you know, he's been around. He's been – wrestling for quite a while now, but, but he gets it. And when you can work with someone who gets it, it makes everybody's job so much easier. So what now? I mean, you got Stokely in this match tonight yeah. with hook. Um, I don't know how that's going to go. What do, you, what do you think? Give us a prediction. John. Yeah. Give us a prediction. Um, You've seen some of the training you've seen. I, that. I have, and I've, I've been following Stokely for a long time throughout the years. I've managed against Stokely. He's an outstanding performer, but, in there with Hook, I don't know. I mean, you tapped real quick, Matt. Ethan, were you surprised by how quick that Matt tapped in that match? I would have tapped out right away. I mean, I, I I did at the house show. So, I mean, my, my my job my job is to make money for the firm too. And if I if I'm if my shoulder is is can't make money, yeah. I can't make money for them. So. How how are we going to win the trios titles? Yeah, if this man is hurt, and right. we're talking about a team that took the elite to their limit yeah so i mean the potential's there and we have no potential if he ends up on the shelf like mark quinn which exactly, we've already yeah. seen happen so i'm not trying to lose more of our talent so when he tapped out right away i was like all right so would move. you expect the same of stokely here no he's got to fight for his life this oh. is not an in-ring competitor yeah you can't take that many losses to hook in a row that's true like we, we lost in the tag match then i lost to jungle boy thanks to hook and then Matt, Matt, I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he I got caught. To. I got he caught. Had I had to. to. I had to. So what is that's three? That's three losses now. Yeah. He put Stokely's arm in a cast, kind of. Mm -hmm. And exactly. now, and now here we are. So this is we need the win. We yeah. can't. We can't do four in a row. Yeah. You know, I just, uh, <clears throat> I just, I wish we could be there for. My, I wish I could be out at ringside for my brother. You know, it just it, it sucks that we're. Barred from ringside. Yeah, I really didn't think that us. I didn't, I didn't either. I, I thought like we were just legit. Uh, we were just joking. I around. thought we were just having some sophomore fun. Yeah, so did I. Is that I like know. a TK I, thing? Is that like can that be settled in a meeting with him? Or? Well, we tried. Yeah, we, we you know we tried, but he 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 loved the concept and he he thought it was going to draw. And you know TK's a numbers guy, so he thought he was, so. was going to draw. Yeah, there was there was even a week where I refused to show up to TV because I knew if I showed up, they might have done Hook True. versus Stokely, yeah. and yeah. they just put together a nice package to keep us on TV on Rampage. But we were legally trying to make this match not happen. Yeah, because I, we didn't sign anything. We were just literally just dicking around in an yeah, interview. Exactly that they edited, by the way. So who knows if that's what we even said? They could have did it in a different order and then told whatever story they wanted. And now here we are. One of my best buds is fighting hook tonight. And, you know, with this, with this A1 technology, they may have even edited something in there. You know, yeah, they, 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 they got the AI and all that stuff. Yeah, the, the, the AI, sure. yeah, the AI. Man. Like, did I really say Deep we fake. should all be from ringside? 
they they could have put a deep fake where we said make the match and they could have showed it to Tony. So that's very true. And like Taz may have done that. And oh, like, I that I, I would believe uh, Taz would do something like that. And like Ethan, you said you were gone for a week. Like we couldn't have put the match on TV without a proper vignette to build to it anyway. So uh, <laughs> without that happening, you know. Oh, well, I, I liked it. He protested, you know. Yeah. And and then when he told me he was doing it, I said, "Hell yeah, I'm staying home too." Hell yeah. So so at least at least it, it bought us another week to train Stoke. Yeah. Well, but I mean, look, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about Stoke tonight. You're talking about potential trios and stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, here, Ethan Page, what are you hoping that you guys all get out of this shared experience working together? More TV time. That's a good point. <laughs> no, honestly, I I just enjoy our natural chemistry. And the way that we work together, um, you don't have that with everybody. Yeah. And in such a hungry environment where people are trying their best to eat, uh, to be around people that are willing to share what's on their plate is a good feeling. It's a comforting feeling. And I hope it lasts a really long time. Yeah. Our, our, our process is, is really magical, too. You know, just the, the, the way we the way we group think, the way we work as a team for the greater good and, and no one's individual ego comes first and foremost. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that too. Yeah. And look, who's to say, you know, maybe one day Jeff Hardy gets things going again and all of a sudden you're looking at Ethan Page and the Hardy boys as trio champions and then your mom can't get mad at you for burning the, the scorching the rug there. Well, I don't know about that. Uh, also, <laughs> I'm a pretty jealous person. So, I mean, well, We'll see, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But you, you could own the Hardy Boys as part of the firm. Let's let's not throw around that O word. We're a team. Yeah, true. My bad. But I'm, sure, I'm sure. I mean, after you know, if Jeff ultimately decides to come back, I just you know would share with him how amazing my experience has been. I'm sure he'd be happy to sign on with you. Okay. Sure. All right, we'll talk. Have, have you visited the Hardy compound yet, by chance? Not yet. Which is why I'm curious. Like. Call me Tio. Yeah, I, mean, I gotta, I gotta visit. Yeah, no, I gotta get you in there. Gotta get you in there to the arcade, to the gym before the end of the year. I, should, a, I should come yeah, to the compound. Absolutely. All right, and I'll, I'll make sure too. You, you have a free membership to my gym. We'll cop you for a decade. A decade. A decade. Okay, I'll take that. A decade. Yes. You step in that kitchen, you get my fungo. Yeah. This, this is a good day at the office. Uh, yeah, sounds good. I'm just saying, man. Senor Benjamin's out there. Is there is there a part of the Hardy compound in particular that you'd really be just quenching to visit? Yeah, the where he's got all his action figures. Yeah, okay. yeah. I've seen photos, little clips, but as a toy guy, I would love to see the whole thing. Matt and cool. I had this conversation with Matt Cardona too. I think it's so cool that we live in an era where it is celebrated in wrestling being a wrestling fan growing up. And like being passionate about that. And I want to ask you, how much has that fueled where you are now? So it fueled a lot, but I would say I had to kind of take that out of my brain in the last like year or two. And, I, you know, I was just telling my wife the other day, I feel like once I eliminated the fan and the kind of preconceived like, Oh, this is what I love about this and what with like why I was a fan. And I eliminated that and I focused solely on what is my job today? Mm -hmm. Like what is my job yes. to get done today? My career has gone way better. Uh, mentally, I've 
been a lot better. And I feel like I'm doing my job a lot better too. So I think there's duality to it where it's a really good thing yes. and I'm glad that it's celebrated, but there's a point in time where you have to eliminate that and you have to just, what is the task at hand here? Yeah, it's important to have a clear separation. Yeah. I would definitely say. Yeah. You know, because you, it, it's real easy where you can think like, as a wrestling fan, this is kind of what I would like, but that's not necessarily what's always correct or best for business. Right. And, exactly. and you have to have that clear separation of the two. Yeah. But 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 it is cool, like you said, that people can be acknowledged for that. Like I love how your your toy hunts, they're mm -hmm. such a big deal online and whatnot, and, and that can be celebrated. And the Matt Cardona thing, you know, he he does the, a, a very similar deal with the uh, with the major pod. And when we broke into the business in the nineties, like that was like taboo, you know, True. you, you weren't supposed to do it. You know, you mentioned that stuff, you're like a Mark and they're going to kick you out of the locker room and all that, you know, it's very different. And society has changed a lot over the last 20, 25 years as well, which has been a positive. And, and I am very good that that is embraced, you know, that people see that and like, okay, well, that's someone that they personally, that's something that they personally love. It's a, it's a hobby they have, yeah. whatever. And that's fine. You know, the, the, the judgment is, is down quite a bit. It's not like they're judging someone who's standing still in a people room. <laughs> well, and, and then plus, Matt, like you're getting to work with someone who shares that same passion mm -hmm. for pro wrestling as you do. Have you seen that from Ethan working with him first? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's infectious. You know, uh, I, it, it motivates me. I mean, when you work with people that you really enjoy being around and working with and and you just you want to share ideas you want to constantly talk you know we have this group chat that we're constantly popping ideas in and this that and, you know stuff is coming from all sides and everybody like takes that and then we kind of like forge it into what is the best package and then we try to move forward with it and i feel like we've really we've been like a very grassroots act here you know we started we weren't given anything they weren't saying okay we're going to give you this big opportunity go on tv and do this do whatever you know, uh, I'll tell you this too. This is something that I'm going to confirm. After we worked with the elite, there was a point where they wanted to work with us again because they had a couple ideas doing some oh. other stuff too, which I don't even know if you knew. That I did not. not know that. <laughs> and, uh, and and they wanted to work with us again because they really liked what we did in that match or whatever. And just you know, once again, Nick just said like the 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 story that you guys have all together and the interaction is just so so good, so great. Um, which is is a huge compliment because once of again, we, we were like this, you know melting pot of misfit toys and yeah. we came together and then we made something out of nothing you know and now it's something that is on tv and it, mm -hmm. it's it, it's it's a story that people are emotionally invested in right and I, I take a lot of pride in that this has been an awesome conversation with all ego ethan page as the two former enemies have now become best friends best frenemies if you will uh ethan, how could we not right. for real yeah like, how could we not this it's almost creepy i mean this man ran yeah. an independent promotion called omega i ran an independent promotion called alpha one okay this man debuted in hamilton uh, yeah i am from hamilton right we're both married to latinas yes we both love being fathers we both have alter egos <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <clears throat> very very bizarre uh similarities I think you should go as each other for Halloween. Oh, it's okay. Sounds, Sounds good. That's not a bad idea. I don't hate it. I like that. You know, just, I, I don't hate it. One of the other deities may have been Karate Man at some uh, some other you know time and place. Who's to say? Uh, but, but, but really, and I'd, I'd love to wrap with this. 
and something that I'd like to ask a lot of the guests that we have here on the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, ultimately a podcast about Matt Hardy and the Hardy Boys. Uh, what do you think Matt Hardy's legacy is in this industry? And now you can probably attest more to that having worked first person with him. I would say that he cares so much about entertaining the people. And like I said before, reinvented himself so many times that he's become a timeless performer and it doesn't matter what era of wrestling, he's going to leave a lasting impression on the fans. How about that? Man, you guys, you're chummy now. We got Captain Antoniel here. This is great. (laughs) I'm, I'm, hey man, we're we're so grateful to uh, have you here on the podcast. This is this is one that Matt has been wanting to do for a yeah. really long time. Matt, is there anything else you'd like to add about Ethan? Uh, no, it's it's one of those things. I, I just want to say, like, uh, to anyone out there that is listening to this, or if you're watching this on on YouTube and there's video involved, and and you're just getting familiar with Ethan Page, like, uh, write him down in your book and keep an eye on him because he has all the potential in the world. If if you take this guy and he's given the right opportunities, he can be a top level act at AEW, at WWE, anywhere, anywhere. Uh, He has all the potential in the world and and he gets it. And that's going to take him a long, a long way. Uh, I would say also his ability to be unselfish also is going to end up being very beneficial at at the end of the day too. And it's going to keep him, it's going to keep him active. It's going to keep him moving. And, uh, Expect big things out of him. If you've never seen him before, please start following him because he has uh, the potential to be a big, big deal. Thanks, Matt. I mean, so you're a big deal as it is now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it, you. That's uh, that's great, man. Really glad to see you guys on the same page. That's the way wrestling should be. And and having that brotherhood, man, you guys are going to be riding together in no time going to all these rest stops. and Well, maybe not the rest stops, but... We're... we're, 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 we're Shoot, riding together today. Yeah. Myself, Ethan, and Isaiah were driving to Independence. It's like 45 minutes from here. Very nice. I like the sound of that. I like it's the sound. Yeah. I've never been happier to know we have a long drive. We do, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's it's like because we're like we're at the like northwest corner of Kansas City. We have to go down through Kansas City. It's like a suburb oh, in the yeah. southeast side. So yeah, okay. it's gonna be a fun little drive. You might even get entertained with some matt hardy rapping along the way so it could be a, <laughs> it could be a fun car ride man this has been so great thank you so much for hopping on with us here uh, ethan page next week matt hardy tlc2 iconic hardy boy match what can people expect when we talk about that um really is uh, an iconic match i mean Probably the first moment everybody thinks about, which is played more than any other moment, is you see my brother hanging from the ring and he gets speared off the ladder by Edge. Uh, you see Matt and Bubba crashing through those four tables and it looks like an absolute catastrophe. There's going to be a, a, a lot of great insight uh, behind the scenes uh, about how that match came together, how we almost got into a fight putting the match together because we we're arguing which spot is going to go last. Uh, but it's, it's going to be a lot of fun, and you're really going to uh, – appreciate the details and also the respect we were given with this match too. Like we had X amount of time and, and, and some matches got cut on the show, but not ours because they knew we were one of the advertised match, the advertised matches that were selling the pay-per-view, which was a, a huge compliment at that time. 
We're going to be talking about that match, watching that match, matching up, match, and I can't even speak either. Matt Hardy and I did a watch along of that on adfreeshows.com. If you haven't checked that out already, make sure you do. And also, folks, if you would like to advertise with the extreme life of Matt Hardy, head on over to advertisewithhardy.com. Promote your business to the extreme and get your product out in front of thousands of listeners and viewers every single week in the personal endorsement of Matt Hardy himself. And trust me, that goes a really long way at the end of the day here. Matt, this has been so great. Ethan Page, thank you so much for hopping on the extreme life of Matt Hardy. The words have been spoken. We'll see you next week right here on the extreme life of Matt Hardy. Adios.